South Africa online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Well, let's talk then about how parents and guardians can better be uh, supporting children, particularly during this time of exams. Uh, Yogini Parkery is a counselling psychologist and head of campus at the South African College of Applied Psychology. Yogini, good morning to you. I certainly hope I'm pronouncing it correctly this time around. Good morning, Kathy. Yes, you did, but that's not a problem at all. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, you know, we've been looking at um, the, the the statistics coming out from different groups, including your SADC, that deal a lot with mental wellness. And mm-hmm. the numbers when it comes to teenagers who are depressed, who are suicidal, is incredibly alarming. And, of course, it's moments of pressure, including exams, that sometimes, um, you know, young people find themselves really struggling to deal with. Yeah. No, it definitely is a distressful time for many young people with exams upon us. I think for our 2021 matriculants, it's quite uniquely stressful, given that they're still studying through a pandemic. They had to contend through different lockdown levels this year, and in addition to that, the regular pressures of matric is that it's almost phased as a milestone into young adulthood. So there's a lot of pressure put on the matric experience. How is it that parents can, number one, reach out to their children and begin conversations that will help them be able to not just confide in their Mm. parents or guardians, but also just reveal what's going on in their minds, what's going on in their lives? Mm. I think it also starts with self-awareness from the parent side. We do need to firstly acknowledge that what the children are currently going through is not what we went through back in our matric year. A lot has changed. The way of learning has changed. The use of technology has changed the learning landscape. And I think, firstly, if we can acknowledge that, we cannot expect our children to do what we were doing um, back in our matric years and to be successful. So once we've come to acknowledge that, open communication is essential. Be able to sit down with your children and meet them where they're at. What do they need? What support do they need? We must not assume that we know what they need. Mm. Um, And also reach out to them, talk to them about the material, what are they struggling with, help them find resources online um, because they do have all the information at their fingertips. So it is our role then to guide them on how to effectively use that information and effectively manage their usage of technology so that it benefits their learning and doesn't distract them from it. I think it's an important issue that you're raising about the uh, the, the comparing often that, that takes place. You know, parents will be mm-hmm. like, no, but when I was doing a matric or standard, standard 12, I think it would have been uh, mm-hmm. for, for many people, they'll say, you know, when we were doing standard 12, <laughs> we, we managed to get through these things despite the difficulties. And of course, it makes it makes one feel like, OK, so that means that my experience is not valid. That means mm-hmm. that whatever I, I say I'm going through, you probably don't believe or you don't think I should be going through because you were able to just uh, sail through it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that we must also not take advantage of the fact that 
not all of us might be emotionally available. So sometimes you just don't know what to say in that moment. And it's important for parents to be able to get their own professional support so that they can best support their children. Um, so it is important to listen and listen for understanding. Um, we call it attentive listening or empathic listening. So we're not listening to respond. We're just listening to be in the moment with our children and to walk alongside them for their experience. When we feel like we're out of our depth, then it's for us to step back as parents and look at upskilling ourselves by finding additional resources. Once we've integrated our new knowledge, we can then come back to our children and enhance their experience. But definitely uh, yeah. do not invalidate the experience just because we might feel scared in the moment. Mm. What what advice would you have for parents who, like you're saying, may find themselves in a position where they don't know what the right response to the issues being raised by their children are? I think also just expose yourself to the knowledge that's out there and also keep contact details of the likes of Derek and Lifeline if you self-feeling that you're in a space of distress, focus on containing yourself because what's important, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, is adversity doesn't stop learning. It builds resilience if it's properly navigated and nurtured. And that's lifelong skills that will go beyond metric. But it's also important that we as role models are Mm -hmm. able to actually model how to manage times of pressure, how to manage um, the stressful experiences. Because let's face it, exam metrics uh, or metric exams might be quite a pressurized experience. But every experience outside of metric, whether it's a job task, whether it's a higher education assessment, must be approached with the same level of importance because that has real-life consequences. Mm. You know, when it comes to the role of of social media, and we know just how uh, how how big a part of young people's lives social media has begun. What advice do you have to uh, to parents about how to how to manage that for 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 their children, especially during a time where, of course, uh, they should be. Uh, you know, giving their, their, their time and, and focus to, to, to their studies? Kathy, mm. let's say everything outside of studies at this moment is a distraction. There mm. might be responsibilities in the home that might be seen as a distraction. There might be social media, it's Netflix, it's Showmax. And what we need to do as parents is come in with a good routine. If we can set the structure of a good routine and set a good learning environment, have in, or install or encourage healthy eating and sleeping habits, then already we're setting the mind in a healthier space. So if the mind is your learning tool, if you have a healthy mind and a healthy learning environment, we're already well on our way. What then the parents need to look at is if we don't have um, learners who have already established good learning patterns or learning behaviors, and they're kind of feeling a little bit scattered around how to manage or navigate through the exam. Mm. Sit down with them, look at what responsibilities need to cover, and try to prioritize the study for now, because it is the end of the year. And then not abandon the rest of the responsibilities or distractions, but re-channel them as rewards. So if I plan to cover three chapters today, 
by the end of the day, I can have an hour of Netflix or I can spend an hour on TikTok or whatever my social media fix is. Mm. Or if I meet my learning goals for the week, then the family can have a takeout supper on Friday and just relax and unwind together. Let me quickly go to important to sure. have that reward system. Let, let me quickly go to TJ Mbatos calling us from KZN. TJ, please uh, keep it short for me. Good morning. Yes, I'll try to do it for Kathy. Kathy has got a comprehensive plan because what happens is like engaging now and you're in South Africa and require children to get South African solutions. You see, there are determined uh, factors like uh, what we actually, uh, uh, because this is actually the 149 pages, whereby we identify the student as to what expected symbol is he or she expecting to get in this current exam. You see, you have actually identified that students first fail far before they even write their final exam. Why? Just because of attitude. So what we normally do, we must do listing of the subject. If they are seven, then they would give us the, uh, the, the expected symbol which they are going to get. So out of that uh, symbols which they have actually like listed, then it would show that the student is uh, not in a good capacity or in a good level to actually pass because others will actually like show you that they are going to get E, I have at the time E, F. So that is where now the concentration will be up because without determining any identification of it, then it will, whatever effort which can actually be exerted will mm-hmm. be a vital exercise. Why? Because this has not been ideally identified. And okay. if such information has just been linked to everywhere, but I think they are going to use it. So, but in that way, they are going to hit the nail on your head. Thank right, you very much, thank, I've thanks. been short there. Sure, thank you, you, you have much. been. Thanks, thanks for that call. Uh, TJ Mbata in, in KZN situation we find ourselves in. Because you don't get to claim for those broken appliances. Spamandla, you're calling us from KZN. Good morning. Hi, Kete. How are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. Go for it. All right, all right, all right. Hi. Um, Kete, I think I'm one of those disgruntled businessmen. Um, look, I, I think, I think uh, I've think to all the political um, parties, uh, you know, and then I think both with the big mention, to the recent speech from our fellow, I mean, uh, our honorable president. I just think, uh, I don't know, it's probably my, we- my very weird idea. I think uh, our leaders have lost um, the essence of leadership in the name of politics. And I'm not sure if politics is what ne- necessarily is happening in South Africa. Um, mm-hmm. or, or possible we're just raising, uh, you know, allowing the uh, bunch of, you know, perpetual psychopathic traits or psychopathic tendencies to come through to the system and people believe and having this grandiose idea that, you know, things are going to get better when really very few is getting better. I mean, very little is really getting better. I think, I think my point is probably as the community and most of the um, eloquent community, uh, you know, those who are working, those who are potential leaders and those who have the power in the society, we've probably stopped, um, get, you know, keeping these guys to account, you know, really, to our communities to, I mean, to ask very important questions. And uh, maybe we've rendered our country to, well, we busy perpetually rendering our country to the wrong people. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's just my weird idea. It, it sounds like you have to be, um, you know, illiterate enough to really keep hearing and keep believing the, you know, the, the redundant of speeches that keeps coming each year, you know, over and over. And, um, you know, being promised to get 
the basic human rights services, water and electricity um, in the name of a vote. I mean, it, it's just weird. And I, right. I think obviously the, the other issue is these are guys that, you know, some of them, I mean, I was looking at my, at my the, where I, I was born. Um, you know, you find the guy that we did metric with. I mean, we went to school. He finished metric. He couldn't go to tertiary. He couldn't go anywhere. He failed himself, basically. All and right. now you have to support this guy to be a counselor. You know, when you... Spamandla, I'm going to have to leave it there with you. Unfortunately, I have to go to news. But I think the point has been made. How do we hold our leaders more accountable? And over to you. Good morning.